Welcome to Hope for All Nations, a podcast by Calvary Worship Center Broadcast. We pray that God's word will continue to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, and that as you spend time in the presence, you will be abundantly fruitful. We are going to focus today on dreams as a way as a way of preparing us as a way of uh, a preview of what is going to happen next two weekends and i want to see every one of you because you have a dream and by the grace of god we want to encourage you towards fulfilling that god given dream or purpose in your life we are here for two reasons on earth to worship god who is the only one true god and to love each other through the gifts and the dreams that God has given us. So what is your dream? What is your purpose? That's what we're going to be talking about. And we're talking about your greatest purpose here on earth. I mentioned again last week that if you don't have money, there's no reason um, not to come. We've got some people. Thank you for all those who have sponsored people. We've got people who have sponsored quite a few of you. So if for any reason some of us are going through tough financial times, you are welcome. Just go to the desk or go online. Uh, e- email us, dreamagain at carveryonline.ca, and let us know. We'll take care of you. We want you to come. We don't want money to be the issue. It takes a lot to organize a conference. And so we're trying to make sure that everybody is covered. And anybody who needs to be at the conference will come to the conference. Will not let let the registration be a hindrance. Amen? Today, the subject is dreams have no expiry date. And if you have a bulletin, I have my notes that I've prepared for you. If you are watching online, there is a soft copy that you can download right there. Please download and follow me because I believe God has a message. And I'm going to talk about part one of Dream of No Aspiring today. And then the part two, we do it at the Dream Conference on the Friday night. I'll pick on part two. Dreams of no aspiring date. We may die, but our dreams may never die. God never intended that the dreams that he has given us be perish. Today, I want to bring to you a unique story in the book of Joshua, chapter 14, where God raised a man like Caleb. And even at old age, he was still dreaming. Those of you who think you are too old to fulfill God's purposes in your life, you have not read the Bible. There's nobody too young, nobody too late to keep dreaming. Whatever dream, dream you've had in the past since you were a child, it does not expire. Tell somebody your dream will never expire. No, they, they didn't believe you. Tell them with, with, with um, force and confidence. Tell them again. So as we look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go verse by verse in Joshua chapter 14, looking at verses 8 to to 14, actually from verse 5. And there are three things I see in this passage I want to draw your attention to, if you don't mind. 
Number one, I want to look at the promise. We are going to look at the preservation, and then we are going to conclude very quickly perseverance. I'm going to run a bit because the worship team, or I shouldn't say you and I, in spending, today we almost spend close to 40 minutes worshiping. So that means we have eaten 20 minutes into my preaching time. But it is okay. I don't mind that at all. Worship and praise can do in one second what preaching can do in one hour. It's all about the presence of God. Amen. So let's quickly look at the promise. So Caleb, those of you who know the story of Caleb, is a man full of promise and faith. I want to begin by reading from verse 5 when he approaches Joshua about his dream. Then the children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgag, and Caleb, the son of Jophanah, the Kenazite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Benia, in case you have forgotten. There were 12 spies sent on the land. Two came with good report. Ten came with bad report. And because of that, Moses made them a promise and said, God is going to fulfill these things in your life as long as he lives. Now, I wanted to fast forward 45 years later. He reminds Joshua, listen, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore unto that day saying, this is a promise. Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever. This was a promise that he received 45 years ago. Because you have wholly followed the Lord God, my God. Forty-five years later, he comes back to the promise that God has said concerning him. Forty-five years later, he came back to Joshua to remind him about the dream that he has been praying about the purposes of God that he wants to establish. He said, I have not forgotten. Have you forgotten your dream? Sometimes age and circumstances and situation may cause you to believe that your dream or your promise or God's purposes for your life has expired. The fact that you have been through divorce, two, divorce, three, divorce, four, that circumstance does not change God's plans towards you. Somebody did not hear me. In Jeremiah chapter 29, you know this well. He said, I know that plans I have for you. And I'm here to tell somebody that plan will never expire. Do you know God's plans for your life? I want to believe that you do. Because otherwise you are just wasting your life and wasting resources and even wasting the planet. 
If you live and you never live to fulfill your dream, you have been a waste to the planet Earth because you are meant to contribute towards this planet. What, what do I mean? I mean you are meant to make a difference. That's what I mean by dream. Every one of us, God is giving us a purpose or a dream to make a difference. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 10, the Bible makes it clear. I have seen the God-given task. We call it a dream or purpose or call it whatever, assignment. I have seen the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied. What should catch your attention, waste your energy and your strength is not buying a condo. Although it's good to buy a condo. Or find a husband. Although it's good to find a husband. What should occupy you the most, the primary purpose why you breathe every day is to fulfill God-given tax for your life. Do you know God's tax for your life? This is what the conference is all about. Every two years, we organize this conference to remind every one of us why we are here. Because it's very easy to be distracted. Joseph had a dream when he was a child, when he was a teenager. And he never forgot it. Mm, Never forgot it. Genesis chapter 50, let me read to you something quite interesting. Anytime I read this verse, it just touches my heart in a deep way. Now, fast forward, Joseph now is dying. All the things he has been through. And Joseph said to his brethren, I am dying. But even death does not mean that whatever God has promised, as purpose will expire. He said, look, I am dying, but God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land to the land of which he swore to Abraham. Now listen to me. This is over 400 years ago. God spoke to Abraham when he went to the promised land for the first time. And he told them, your, your, your descendants will be slaves here, but in 400 years, I will deliver them. And Abraham passed the message to Isaac. And Isaac passed the message to Jacob. And Jacob passed the message to his children, including Joseph. And this is what he said. Just, then Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you and you shall carry my bones from here. Now, this may not mean anything to you, but Joseph is simply saying, this Egypt is not my final rest. Even in death, I'm going to fulfill God's purpose in my life. Are you dying? You are not dying. Why do you think God is finished with you? Even Joseph, when he was dying, he said, even my bones must fulfill that promise. I know what he told my great-grandfather Abraham. I know what he told Isaac. I know what he told Jacob. I know. And I have been waiting for that promise. But now I'm sensing that, you know, in the book of Hebrews, it says something. I'll come to that as we study the book of Hebrews, you know, in about a couple of months. When the Bible talks about Joseph, he said, by faith, Joseph, 
said to the children of Israel, they should carry his bones. And I went back to the passage and I read it again and followed the story in Exodus. It broke my heart. The Bible says that when the children of Israel were leaving, they packed everything. And there's a small verse that says, and they carried the bones of Joseph. They remembered the promise. They carried these bones through the Red Sea. Through the scorching wilderness, they carried his bones. When they were being attacked and they had to run from left and right, they still carried his bones. Go back to the Bible. The Bible says when they reached the promised land, then they buried the bones of Joseph. This is a promise. God has a plan for you. Even if you don't fulfill it, your children, your children's children will finish it. Paul said, I know God has a plan for me. God is sending me to plant. Somebody else will water and he will give the increase. Start from somewhere. It's not too late. It doesn't matter what, where you are, what you have been through. Egypt is not your final destination. Some of you, you go to Egypt and you have rested. God used to use you. Fire used to come from your mouth. Signs and wonders until you come to Canada and you have died. Your vision and your dream has died in Canada because you saw McDonald's. <laughs> Rise again. Rise up. I don't know your story, but you know your story. Where you came from and how you came here. But somehow you have settled. I'm here to tell you, Egypt is not your final destination. Keep on dreaming. You say, well, pastor, I know, but this place is too cold and this thing, I, my immigration, I couldn't get this and that. My wife left me. You are not staying in Egypt. Yeah. Tell somebody, we are carrying your bones, even if you die. Tell them, we are carrying your bones. <laughs> Egypt is not your resting place. Even the wilderness is not your resting place. Can I stop and ask you a question? Have you settled? You know Abraham settled? Once he got Ishmael, he settled. He said, well, every son is a son. And the angel appeared to him and said, this is not the promise. This is not the promise. This is not the promise. Some of you have settled for your second best. I'm here to make you uncomfortable. This is not the promise. Well, I felt God was calling me to do law, but I couldn't law in, so I've settled with whatever. Come out from Ishmael. Because whatever God has promised you, you got to stay on it. Some of you need to go back to school and start dreaming again. You are not here on this planet just to make money. So you take the, the road which is the less resistance. If God has given you a dream, there are going to be trials and tribulations and keep on moving. Even Jesus had to realize that Gethsemane is not his final resting place. It was tough. He almost gave up. But there was a dream. It was a cross at Calvary where he needed to shed his blood for all mankind and redeem creation. 
And I'm sure every one of us, we've been there where we say, Lord, if it's your will, let this cup pass. You are going through your Gethsemane. You say, Pastor, you don't understand. I may not understand, but I'm here to tell you that no situation, no circumstances is able to kill your dream. Your dream is undiable. That's my own word. Don't look for it in the dictionary. I say your dream is undiable. It will never die. You may die, but your dream may never die. So don't, don't, don't come here and say, Pastor, you know, I'm finished. Don't bother me. I, this dream thing, please leave me alone. I'm not leaving you alone. Because one day we shall all stand before God and give account. God is going to ask you, what did you do with the dream I gave you? The promise. Let's look at the preservation. He said, I remember what Moses said. Joshua, I remember. Then he started to tell Joshua how God has preserved him for this moment. The first thing he talks about is the source of his preservation. I love that. Now listen to this. You will love this too. Let's go to verse 10 of Joshua. He said, look, Moses made me a promise when I was 40 years old. And he said, and now, somebody said now. He said, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, these 45 years. I was 40 when I got this dream. 45 years later, that makes me 85 years old. Are you 85 years yet? Why do you think your dream has expired? Moses was 80 years old when God confronted him at the burning bush. He was 40 when God called him. And he left the calling, he left the dream, he went through some things, spent 40 years in the wilderness thinking God has forgotten, has left him alone. No, 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 God has not left you alone. Soon and very soon, your bush is going to burn. If it's not already burning, some of you, your bush is already burning. You cannot run away from your calling. He said, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. He said, you want to know the source of my preservation, why I'm sitting here, Joshua? God has kept me. Why? Because he has a plan for me. Why? He's not finished with me. The reason why you are here, listen to the sound of my voice, because God is not done with you yet. As long as you live, as long as you can breathe, God can still use you. Oh, somebody give a hand. Let's clap for Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. If you, are, if, you are, if, if you still have breath, your dream is still alive. I don't care what people have said. I don't care what it has gone through. As long as you have breath, as long as God is keeping you alive, there is hope. So he talked about first the source of his preservation. Then he also talked about the strength. Of his preservation. This is beautiful. The man is trying to make a case. He said, look, I have not stopped dreaming. I may look old. I may feel old. But you are making a mistake. Age is just a number. Ladies, the guys did not hear that. Tell them age is just a number. 
Look at verse 11. Come with me to verse 11 as we break this. He said, as yet, I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is. You know why he's saying that? Because that dream that he's talking about involves some battles. And in case Joshua was saying, you know, are you too old now? Just sit back and you can't do usher anymore. You can't sing. You can't preach anymore. You can't. He said, no, 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 no. I am as strong as yesterday. And it's not because of the cream or the vitamins. Ah. It is the Lord that is keeping you strong. It is the, oh, can, can I speak to somebody? Some of you, you are as strong as your children. Ah, 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 can I get a witness? He said, I am strong. God has preserved me and he has preserved me so strong. You know, in Deuteronomy 33, verse 25, this is one of my favorite. It says, as your days, so shall your strength be. In other words, God will give you everything you need to stay alive and not just stay alive, stay strong so that you can fulfill every desires of his heart for you. You want to know why, why you are still strong? Because God is not finished with you yet. Look at your friends. When you meet your old friends, they look old and they look wasted. But God is renewing your youth like the eagle. Oh, somebody didn't know you. Tell somebody, I'm looking fresh. I'm looking fresh. They don't believe you, but tell them you are looking fresh. And it's not the makeup. It's not the cream. The Lord is renewing my youth like the eagle. Hey! I have a skin like a teenager because God has a plan and a purpose for me. See, the source of my preservation, let me tell you, God has kept me alive. Let me tell you the strength of my preservation. He has kept me strong. And then it, it talks about the final one, about his preservation. It's talking about his, the service. He said, look, God did not keep me alive just to just walk around church and looking nice. And some of you, oh, oh, can I go there? God has made you what you are, not so much so that you can show off on Facebook or TikTok. Hello, look at me. Look at my body. See how long? Repent. The reason why he has kept you so looking good, looking young, is for a purpose. It's for your vision. It's for a dream. It's for you to stay alive, strong, to fulfill your God-given purpose. Am I saying something to somebody? Say, Pastor, where did you get this from? From verse 11. Same from the mouth of Caleb. Watch this. And as yet I am as strong this day as on the, on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now my strength for war. Both going out and for coming in. See, the reason why I am so strong is because my vision and my dream is about fight. 
And I'm here to tell you I'm ready to fight. I am as strong as a young man you saw 40, 45 years ago. The point is making is I'm not strong because I go to the gym. I'm strong because God has kept me to fight. That's right. Somebody, are you hearing me? Oh, I, I need to please. Cameraman, I know you don't like me coming down, especially in the first side, but forgive me. Fight for your dream. Find your dream, fight for it, and fulfill it. Because your dream will not come with a silver platter. And I'm going to come to that in a moment. The enemy will throw everything at you from the devil, Lucifer, from your family to your teachers to make sure that the dream you have never comes to pass. Fight. Oh, they, uh, Joseph fought. Ah, he fought. He has kept you alive. He has kept you strong so that you will fulfill his purpose. The way you are right now is exactly where God wants you to. Psalm 92, I love this, watch this. See, the righteous shall flourish like palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. It gets better. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. You know why you are fresh and flourishing? Because God wants you to bear fruit in old age. Old age is not a time to retire and say, I'm done, being there. No, old age is time to refresh and say, God, I'm here. The way sometimes we treat old age is as if when we get to a certain age, I am getting to 60. I'm here to tell you I'm just starting. I say, I'm, you didn't hear me. I am just starting. In fact, God told me I'm just starting. Yeah, I'm 60, 65 is retirement. Where did you find that? In John 3, 16? Did you find any retirement? Where's the Bible? I didn't find anybody retiring. It's no retirement. You re refuel. It will strengthen you. So if you are thinking of, ah, wake up and dream again. I know some of you are annoying. They say, now you've ruined my vacation. I've not ruined your vacation. It's time to dream again. Psalm 91 verse 17 says, listen to this. Since my youth, David is talking to God. God, you have taught me, and to this day, I declare your marvelous deeds. Since I was young, even when I'm old and gray, do not forsake me, my God. Why? Why is David talking like that? Till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty ass to all who are come who are to come. Even in my old age and gray head, please, Lord, don't retire me. I want the next generation to fulfill and experience the dream and the plans and the purposes that you have for me. So in case you, are, you feel you are old, so you come to church and you say, Pastor, just bless me. I have served in Sunday school. I am done. Now I just want to sit. You are not reading the Bible. You are going to serve God, bless him, until your last breath. 
I like what Dr. James Dobson said. Let me quote. He says, some of the greatest accomplishments in history came very late in life. Immanuel Kant, one of the great theologians, wrote one of the best philosophical works at the age of 74. Very penned his classic, Ave Maria, at age 85. Michelangelo was 87 when he completed the Python, his greatest work of art. And Ronald Reagan was the most was the, was the most important man in the world at age 75. What is your story? God is not done with you yet, so don't retire yet. I am here to tell you that dreams never expire. Whatever he put in your heart, like Samuel at a tender age at 16, or like Joseph at a tender age at 17, that dream is still alive. And this conference really is supposed to trouble you to dream again. I mentioned to you Moses was at his prime at 80 years. When God came to Moses, he said, Moses, by the burning bush, he was 80. He said, Moses, let's go. Moses gave for two chapters, he gave all the excuses in the book. If you are looking for excuses, read Exodus chapter 2, 3, 4, and 5. You will get plenty. All kinds of excuses why he cannot go. God, I'm not done with you yet. I'm just starting with you. Zechariah was old. When God appeared to him, he thought the dream is over. And God said, no, you're going to have a child. Even Sarah laughed when God said the dream is not over. In fact, Sarah laughed in a room and the angel heard it and said, why did you laugh? That's why he called him Isaac, meaning laughter. I know some of you, you are laughing in the spirit. Say, pastor, ah, been there, done that. I've been to five churches, ten churches. I've served my, I've paid my dues. You haven't paid your dues. God is about to begin with you in this era of your life. It may not be the same ministry of yesterday. Because of your age, because of your wisdom, because of your experience, God is taking you to another level to make sure that you can minister wisdom to the next generation. So I've told you about the promise that Caleb talked about. God has promised me this mountain. And it talks to him about Yes, he has truly preserved me, but there's a problem. And this is how I want to end the message, the perseverance. Look, Caleb said, I'm not naive, okay? I'm not naive what we are talking about. So he reminded Joshua. You would think Joshua could have stopped him right and said, okay, okay, Caleb, whatever. He said, look, look, I'm aware of the challenges. Look at verse 12. He said, now therefore, somebody say, now therefore. God has kept me. I've remembered the promise. I'm alive. I am breathing. Now therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim were there, that the cities were great and fortified. I am aware of the situation. 
It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. And Joshua simply blessed him, gave Abram to Caleb, the son of Jophene, as an inheritance. It was the most difficult of all the lands because this is where the giants live. Abram therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephone, the Canaanite, to this day because he wholly followed the Lord God. I am not running, I'm not asking you to give me West Vancouver. Give me Surrey, in fact, give me East Newton. If you come from East Newton, please forgive me. There's forgiveness in the Lord. Give me Wally. Give me East Vancouver. Because I know that is where the problems are. By the way, I'm 85 years old. What are you doing? Running away from battles. Running away from situation. Giving all kinds of excuses. This old man said, give me the biggest battle. And I believe God will help me. I know they are giants. And let me ask you, what are your giants? What has kept you away from your dream? What are the giants that have scared you? What are the failures that you have experienced? What are the stuff that have come against you that have... I said this at the last dream conference. The Holy Spirit just put on my mind again, so let me remind you. Take a seed. You take a simple seed. When you go home, take a seed and put it in your hand. And that seed are generations. That seed is, can produce homes and colleges and books. And that seed can produce trees that can produce things that you can never imagine. That seed. Just all that that seed needs to be planted at the right place, the right time, the right water, the right sunshine, and it will flourish to become something. And that's you. But that seed will go through trials and tribulation, beginning with his own shell. The shell is not meant to be a hindrance to the seed. The shell is meant for protection. But the seed needs to break out. Every seed must break out from its shell in order to become something. When it breaks out from the shell, it is not over. It's just a beginning. You open your eyes and all you see is darkness because you are covered with soil. That seed must come out from the soil. And even when you come out from the soil, the sunlight is waiting to burn you. I am telling you what the seed goes through in order to become a tree and you are better than a seed. God has invested so much into you and I'm telling you, no giant to stop you. No situation that you have been through. Am I talking to somebody? Let me give you three quick ones that you should be aware of. The, the first one obviously is Satan. Satan is a master of paralyzing dreams. First of all, when you have a dream, he wants you to ab abort the dream. If he can't cause you to abort the dream, he will cause you to miscarry the dream. If he can't cause you to miscarry the dream, he will kill the dream as soon as the dream is birth. Are you getting a picture? You may have miscarried that dream in your life because of circumstances. There's a passage in the book of Revelation that speaks 
about these works of darkness I want to share with you. Then I witnessed in heaven an event of great significance, meaning, child of God, pay attention to this. I saw a woman clothed with the sun. This is, these are all symbolism. With the moon beneath her feet and the crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and she cried out in the pain of labor as she awaited her delivery. She was ready to deliver her dream. She has carried it through nine months. The enemy tried everything to abort, to miscarriage, but she kept it and she kept walking. The Bible says, suddenly, I witnessed in heaven another significant event. That is where the devil comes in. I saw a large red dragon with seven heads and ten horns with seven crowns on his head. His tail dragged one third of the stars which he threw to the earth. Now watch this. He stood before the woman as she was about to give birth to a child, ready to devour the baby as soon as it was born. That's the devil. That's the devil. That's the devil. He's a liar and he's not going to win. Not at Calvary Worship Center. Because you carried your baby to full term and that baby will be delivered. If you want to carry that baby, the protection is of, is, is, is of the Lord. You can miscarry that baby. You can say, I don't want that baby. God can do nothing about it. But if you want to carry this baby to full time, it is not your job to protect that baby. God will protect that baby. So you witness what happened in Matthew when the devil tried to kill Jesus. This is exactly what happened. As soon as Jesus was born, hey, hey, all hell broke loose. And then the Bible said, quickly, Joseph had a dream and God told, take the child and the mother and go to Egypt. Somebody want to devour the baby, the dream. I'm talking about symbolism. You say, but pastor, I have lost the baby. You haven't lost the baby. Even if you have lost the baby, you will get pregnant again. In this season we are in, in the next two weeks, you're going to get pregnant again. Go and grab back the vision. Some of you need to come to the altar today and say, God, I've left that dream. I've forgotten that dream. I have said it's impossible. Nothing will happen. But today, I want to get pregnant again. The devil is a liar. He will put doubt in your mind. He will try to destabilize you. He will try to bring sin and shame. Look at you. Your marriage has not worked. God cannot use you anymore. Try everything to discourage you just to, so that you can abort the dream. But today, you're going to get pregnant again. That baby is not aspiring. Not under the watch of Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? God sent me to tell somebody that dream has not expired. That dream has not expired. That dream, oh, I feel the presence of angels here. That dream has not expired. You take Satan, you take society, they are the worst next to Satan. If Satan doesn't finish his job, people in your life will kill your dream. So be careful who you share your dream with. Your dream is is most, it is in, in this, oh, English language, oh, help me God. The dream, your dream is most vulnerable when it is young. So you got to protect it. I believe Joseph was too quickly to tell people about what. The dream was too fresh. You got to water it a bit. Because there are people in your family who don't like what you have and where you are going. Even sometimes your own parents will kill you, discourage you. 
Say, who do you think you are? Joseph's parents said, who do you think you are? Even if your parents protect you, your teacher is waiting for you. Tell you that because you cannot do Pythagoras theory or these stupid things that they teach us, which for me doesn't benefit us in any way. Because you can't add one plus one, you are stupid, you can't go anywhere. Who said that? Who said that to you? Who said that to you? Your teacher is not killing your dream. Your friends are not killing your dream. I don't care when you stop dreaming. Maybe in high school, maybe in grade 12 or grade 11. It's time to come back because there's no expiry date on your dream. It doesn't matter what what they did to Joseph. They put him in a pit, he came out. They put him in a prison, he came out. His friends forgot about him, he came out. Listen to me in Genesis chapter 41. Watch this, watch it. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand put it on Joseph's hand and he clothed him in garment of fine linen put the gold chain around his neck are you following me and he had him ride in the second chariot which he had and they cried out before him bow the knee so he set him over all the land of Egypt Pharaoh also said to Joseph I am Pharaoh and without your consent no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt I'm here to tell you he has come far from the pit to prison to the palace. And why is this in the Bible? It is not in the Bible for your entertainment. It is in the Bible to tell you you will go through things, but stand. Don't give up on your dream. Your parents or your family may forsake you. Keep walking. Your boss may bury you in prison. Keep walking. Oh, that was his best friend. He interpreted a dream and he told him, remember me when you, when you get out. And the Bible says his friend forgot about him. People may forget about you, but keep walking. Satan is there. Society, is, look, sometimes the worst one is yourself. And I want to end with this. Sometimes you are more hard on yourself than Satan or your friends. Some of us, we are finding it difficult to forgive ourselves. Yes, you've made mistakes. You've made bad choices. So is everyone here. Is anybody here who has never made a bad choice? Some of us, we got away with our bad choices. But some of us, we are not getting away with our choices because we are paying the price. That's okay too. Because God will renew your, your life. And he tells me, he will take and turn your ashes into beauty. Even your failures and your mistakes, God said they are not a waste. He will take them and use them for his glory. Are you hearing me? Dream again. Say, since I married my husband, all my dreams are gone. Your husband cannot stand between you and your God-given tax. Don't allow. Even your own iniquity, your own sin, your own insecurities. I'm nobody. I have an accent. Look, I I have an accent, but I'm here preaching. If I can do it, what is your excuse? They may not understand 90% of what you are saying, but at least they can get 10%. That's good enough. Am I encouraging somebody? This is an actual story. It's an actual story. I was preaching in the U.S. not far from here in Seattle, and those were the days I just came, and my accent was the most beautiful. You want to buy it from Superstore, you can't get it. And I went somewhere and I preached the best message in my life. And I was standing at the door greeting all these people. And this lady came to me and said, Pastor Sam, I can imagine you were preaching from the throne room of God. I said, yes, I was. 
He said, I didn't understand 90% of what he was saying. It, it gets better. He said, even the 10% I got was good enough. Tell somebody, your 10% is good enough. So what's your excuse? In the midst of the laughter and fun, let me ask you, what's your excuse? Really, what's your excuse? God is not finished with you. I want you to stand up with him for a moment, everyone. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Hope for All Nations, a Calvary Worship Center podcast. We pray that God's word will continue to be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path, and that as you spend time in his presence, you will be abundantly fruitful. You are also most welcome to join us for our in-person worship services. If you are in Western Canada, we have locations in Surrey, BC and Westminster, BC, as well as Calgary, Alberta. In Washington State, we have a location in Bellingham and a location in Ghana. You can find out more information at calvaryonline.ca. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.